Okay, well, um, can everyone hear me okay? Um, I'm glad everyone's here. Um, we're um, going to be talking about value-added products and how to kind of integrate that concept into um, whatever situation um, you're in. Um, just out of curiosity, um, how many of you are doing value-added products? Okay, so, okay. Uh, um, are some, how many of you are wanting to, wanting to do them? Okay, okay. Um, um, value-added products. And, and what we'll do, we'll, we'll do a little bit of um, theor just a little bit of what it is and, and a few ideas on how to, how to add value. To, uh, um, of course, I'm going to talk about, I try to make it practical, I'm going to talk about a little bit about some of the experiences we've had, um, 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 positive and negative. Um, and then um, also I, I have a, a, a number of resources that I want to share with you at at the end um, to um, help in, in some of those ways. Because um, there's been a few things that um, we've tried that mm, weren't very helpful, and then there's a few things that we have, we were pleasantly surprised that something was so helpful. So um, anyway, um, let's just start with a word of prayer, and, and we'll get started. Thank you, Lord, um, for the opportunity that we have to be here. Um, thank you that... Um, that you are with each of us every day. And, and we ask, Lord, that um, our endeavors um, would um, glorify you. Um, we ask that um, our endeavors would grow us and um, that we would um, um, do things to accomplish things that are important to you. Thank you for hearing our prayer today. In your name, amen. So um, value-added product integration on your farm. Um, I said the new big is small because um, have you guys noticed um, malls aren't quite as in as they used to be? Yeah. But when you go to a mall, there's stores that you like in a mall, but you could almost not know where you're at um, because there's the same stores in every mall, right? And so we've lost a little bit of that uniqueness um, by doing those cookie cutters. And so we have, because of that, I think the, our world is, um, is kind of ripe for wanting products that they don't see around every corner. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, what I mean by the new big is small. Because people, people want something different. They want something new. They want something. Um, and, and so, but the first of all, when I was thinking about adding value um, to... Um, what the Bible says about adding value. <laughs> um, the Bible says that if we seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto us, right? And so I think that's, that's one thing that we kind of, when we look at adding value, um, we, um, we want to make, make our farm viable, right? We want to, um, um, farming um, trends and prices go up and down all the time, right? And, you know, the, it, uh, invariably, it's the year that you have the bumper crop that, that the price goes down, right? Um, so um, you want to find a way to um, smooth some of those ups and downs of, of pricing. Now, um, what is value, a value-added agriculture? Um, it's you're adding value by um, changing or transforming a product from its original state to a more valuable state. 
Now, um, don't raw commodities have value of their own? Yeah, they do. Um, um, they do, but we're, this is a situation where we're wanting to take that raw commodity and add value so that we can, um, so that we can get more for our product, especially, like I say, when, when um, prices are down and you're wanting to make sure that your um, bottom line isn't suffering um, too much from that. Now, sometimes you can um, grow products differently. Um, sometimes you're going to physically change your product. Um, sometimes you're going to um, have a relationship and coordinate with someone to add value. So um, um, just a, a little bit um, we, where we've probably done this the most on our farm, and um, we, have, we have a fruit stand. And you see that little tiny building, red building, um, is the first building for our fruit stand. And um, the, the building was um, from one of our church members, and he, he said, I don't want this here anymore. Can you haul it off? And if you, can, if you haul it off, you can keep it. <laughs> so, you know, you, on the farm, we use the resources we have, right? And so, um, so that's kind of where we started, and we started just with, with a small U-pick blueberry patch. And then we added blueberry patch. Um, we added, but one thing that, that my husband um, said from growing um, crops throughout the years, he was said, it's, the, when we first got into blueberries, it was, it was early 1999 to 2000, um, blueberries were just expanding. I mean, they were, there wasn't enough of them around. And so, but from growing other crops, it's just, if something's doing really well, What's everyone going to do? They plan it, right? <laughs> so it's just a matter of time until the market gets saturated. It, it, there's a cycle, and there's, it's just a matter of time till the market gets saturated. And so, this, so when we first started, we said, okay, let's look at something that we can add value so that when the price is down, we have, we have another way to sell blueberries. Now, um, we, our, our stand has grown a little bit. We do it outside now. Um, with with um, with COVID, we kind of moved it to uh, to a, a kind of a little shop and and you pick place outside. Um, but this was one of our problems. Also, is that now th this is a bin of blueberries. Um, these ones are a tiny bit overripe. Um, and um, what do you we? We had these beautiful blueberries in there, but they were kind of soft and they're kind of overripe. So what, you know, what are we, we can freeze them. We can send them to processor market, but processor market is, a, you know, a fraction of what, what the fresh market is. So what can we do with them? So, that, so again, probably a lot of your ideas for value added are for, to accomplish um, solving a problem that you have, right? Because you have, you have these beautiful blueberries that taste great, but they're a little bit ripe. They're not going to, we, we, they probably can't be transported because they're just a little bit too soft. And so we, we said, we started experimenting um, about what can we do with, with these. Um, now, um, um, we, we can do jam. Um, this, is, this is an example um, of some jam that we have recently done. Um, um, and and that's and that's and that's. It. But interestingly, you know, we we tried a number of things, um, and this is just jam we sell at our our fruit stand. Um, but 
we thought, let's do something. Is there anything that's a more a little bit different? You know, I mean, there are a lot of fruit stands that do their own jams, um, and um, so we 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 started experimenting with um, a frozen ice cream, and so we experimented with that for and just sold it our stand. And it, you know, when people come out to pick blueberries and they're you picking, it's hot, and it was a perfect thing to have. But then um, after. After we started that, we started getting people asking us, you know, I really like that. Can you, um, you know, where are you selling it? And, and well, we, were, we started out just selling it in the summer. Um, and then we had a few people, um, um, we, we wanted, in this product, we wanted to have people experience um, what it's like to pick fresh fruit in the summer. I mean, you know, when you go out and you pick fresh blueberries or fresh peaches or fresh cherries there's just something amazing about it and so that's what we were trying so we wanted um, plant-based simple ingredient list when you read the ingredients you can recognize everything and we had a goal of having only um, we in all of our flavors we have three three to five ingredients we wanted a simple ingredient list well actually I think with um, with our chocolate, we might have we might have six now, but anyway, so that was kind of some of our goals when we when we um, started this product. Now, um, and it's go- and I'll t- and I'll, I'll I'll mention to you um, when we um, uh, some of the challenges. Now, one of the reasons we pursued this was people were asking for it, and then the second reason is that one of our buyers for blueberries from a. Um, um, uh, grocery short chain. We just were at one of their events and had some products, and and she just said, "I have so many jams. Do this." <laughs> she said, "This I, I've never seen this," um, and so that kind of made us. That probably pushed us a little bit. Um, um, not that there's not room for a good, you know, there's there's room for a good jam. There's room for a good anything that you want to do. Um, but again, that the the, the um, strategies for for bringing it to market would have been different. Um, um, so we had um, so that's a little bit of background in terms of 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 one of our value added products that we've probably spent the most time on. And I'm going to be talking a lot about some of the things, um, the uh, great experiences, and some of the um, the challenges that we faced with that. But but let's also look at. Um, 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 and, and this, you know, starting from just, um, you know, some extra soft blueberries in, in our, um, you know, our, our garage, basically, um, we, we, um, we now have, it, we have um, six flavors. And, and so, so um, and it, it's, and again, it's, it's blueberry-based, but um, I'll show you some of the marketing challenges that we had and, and so on. But what are some of the um, um, what are some of the um, ways to create value or to add value? You can create value um, um, and make a, a superior product um, by doing a number. You can have a brand new one, a new idea. Um, you can enhance a, a product's characteristics um, or service. You can have your special brand. Um, for example, um, our blueberries. Um, we um, we added value because we had a local label, 
and um, and so we and people um, we live on in central Washington, which is on the you know the the uh, east of the Cascades. So east of the Cascades is a lot drier, and we get way more sun than the west of the Cascades. So when you get more sun units, um, you get a little more sugar in your fruit, right? And so they had a little bit different flavor, and there were people who really valued that. And so we were able to add value by our own brand. So that would be another example. Or to develop a unique customer experience. Um, and um, um, that would be like at our fruit stand, we want people to have the farm experience, right? And that's, that people, people want, people like that, they enjoy that. Um, we want to add a place where families can come, enjoy themselves. Um, there's some places, um, there's a, a U-Pick blueberry farm that was, there's only one in our area when we started, <coughs> we planted blueberries. Um, but that, that um, blueberry farm, they had um, rules. <laughs> and, and they had, you had like, you can pick from here to here and don't go any farther and don't let your kids be running around, right? Um, and so, so um, we didn't want to do that. We said, you're the picker. You go out and you pick. Um, pick the biggest ones. Um, um, if, you know, if you leave some of the others on, um, blueberries, interestingly, um, it can increase um, their size by 20% after they're ripe over two weeks. Um, so, so, you know, we said, you know, if you leave a smaller one on, it'll have a chance to get bigger before it's overripe. And so don't feel bad about leaving a berry. But, and we would tease him and just say, and just so you know, um, um, your kids can, can, can taste whatever they want, but we're going to weigh them out afterwards. <laughs> and um, so, but again, it, it, was, it was fun. And, the, and they, you know, they brought everyone. And, and so that family experience made them want to come there more. Um, um, at our, at, uh, another way, another thing that you can do at your farm um, is have events. Um, um, so we have started doing this a little bit more because, again, we have people coming from a long ways away sometimes to pick blueberries, and they want to make a day of it. And, and we have a lot of people coming from Seattle, and it's a little rainier and a little cloudier over there, and so they sometimes come just because they want to be in the sun. <laughs> And so they'll come, so we did, um, and we had a really hot um, summer this summer um, where we had over 100 degrees for um, long, we, usually, we always have some days that are over 100 degrees, but we had them in a row for um, th two or three weeks. And so we did, we did a tropics event. And so we had, we had people come, we had um, a local people come out with shave ice and, and and it was fun, and it was um, so. People tend people. That's another way that you can add value to the to to an experience. Now, um, you can also create value through industrial innovation. Now, um, an examples are would be you know ethanol from corn or biodiesel. One of the first grants I wrote was to create biodiesel from wheat because we were growing wheat and wheat prices were really low, right? So we, were gonna, we wanted to add value, but it ended up not working out because at, um, the um, wheat prices went up and it didn't make it um, um, 
uh, economically viable anymore. But um, anyway, um, uh, one that we're looking at right now to create value through um, uh, industrial innovation, um, we are growing hazelnuts and we're shelling um, a certain percentage of our hazelnuts. We have all these hazelnut shells. So what can we do with hazelnut shells? Well, we, we went to um, a wedding um, up um, um, by Wallowa Lake, which is in Oregon, and we um, um, really, a really pretty area. And, and we, were walking, we were walking out of a restaurant and we looked down on the ground and there's hazelnut shells all over the ground. And we're like, why are there hazelnut shells? It's, it's all through the little town of Joseph. And, um, and so they said, oh, well, we buy hazelnut shells from one of our one, uh, farmer um, because that's the way that we um, take care of our icy, icy sidewalks all winter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, that was an example of innovation. Um, we're looking at doing some, um, um, some heating with hazelnut shells just because we have them. So we're, we're looking at building some stoves and, and do, heating our shops with hazelnut shells. So again, um, a an, an, an way to add value through innovation. Um, um, you can also capture value by um, looking at the way that things are marketed. Um, we're going to talk about direct marketing, um, but also producer alliances. Now, I've even heard people talking about those here, right? Um, someone grows this, someone grows this, and someone grows this, and then they band together. Um, another th way to do that is, um, especially with some of the bigger buyers, um, for I'm thinking of produce particularly, um, they want a steady supply of something all summer long. So if I can sell them blueberries, um, um, if I only ha I'm can sell them blueberries at the beginning of the summer, um, I, I'm not going to capture that market, and they and they're going to go to someone else, right? So they don't necessarily, like I said, the um, the your local grocery stores and so on sometimes are a lot more flexible than that because they want fresh produce. But um, but the bigger buyers they they want um, consistent, steady supply. So if you if you um, um, band together with some of your neighbors or or um, and you say, okay, my blueberries are early, yours yours are later. Um, let's let's work together for this um, contract. Um, that can that can be helpful. Um, um, and then also the vertical integration. Anytime anyone touches your product, it costs something. And so if I mean, so for example, with with our our blue cream, if we sold it, if if we had a broker sell it, he has to take his piece, right? Then he sells it to. Um, um, he sells it um, to a, um, a buyer, um, and they take their piece, and, they, and, they, and they'll store it and so on, um, or a distributor rather than a buyer. Um, so so that you, if you have a broker and then you have a distributor, and then, then the grocery store needs it too. And so, I mean, and they're usually taking, uh, depending on, the, on which piece, they're usually taking a, maybe a 40% margin, right? So, so I mean, and that's not a markup, that's a margin. Um, and mathematically, that's a little bit different. Um, so, so again, anytime anyone touches it, so if we can sell it direct to someone, um, we, we are going to um, take a lot bigger piece of the pie than if we, if we um, so, so, um, so again, vertically integrating where you can take it all the way from the crop to the market um, is, um, but, and we'll talk, but again, if you don't have the equipment to do that, if you don't have, um, um, then, then you're may, you may need to, to be working with some people, especially when you first get started. 
Okay, we're going to look at five, um, five strategies for adding value. Um, you can take a product and change the physical state of it. So that would be like you're in, you have wheat and you're going to mill it into flour. Or you have, you have berries and you're going to make jam out of them. Or you have alfalfa and you're going to put it into a biomass generator. So that's, you're just changing the physical state to um, add value. Um, a second strategy is to produce the products in a way that enhance value. Um, for example, you can be organic. Now, um, or growing organic, um, a lot of people like the, the organic philosophy. Um, certifying organic is different. Um, you, if you, um, with a lot of local sales, they're fine. Um, and they'll say, this was grown with no spray, or this, this is grown in organic, with the organic practices, and that does add value. Um, um, for the bigger buyers, um, you can't put anything on your label unless it's certified. So, so, um, so if, um, like I have, a, I have a label for this, I have it already, I have it already approved for organic. But right now, the, the, the cost, um, you know, the, the cost, um, um, level is it makes it a little too expensive, so we, we've kept it as as conventional. Um, um, also, um, you know, examples would be free range chickens, or um, I, I would say another another um, way you can enhance value is just by advertising your product as local. People like people like buying local now. Um, okay, a third strategy um, for adding value: um, you can differentiate your products to. Um, enhance their value. So like, like I said, I mentioned already, like a, brand, a certain branding or certain branded label, um, um, a pre, you know, pre-cut salads. Now I know um, some, of, some of you guys are probably from Southern California and I, um, when I go down there to visit my sister, I, th there's a business there and they started really small and it's a big business now um, and they just cut up fruit. So, um, so like, like, um, like you could buy melons or, or um, strawberries or raspberries or whatever, and, and it was already cut up and ready to use. Um, that's a simple thing, right? Do you, I mean, they, they, it's huge business now. Um, and, and, my, and my sister is busy, and she, she, use, she uses it. The fruit is, is nice quality. But now they've, you know, they've expanded, and they do salads, and, 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 you know, and it's kind of like milk, sometimes meal kits. But I thought that was just really interesting how just cutting up something so it's ready to eat, that there were a lot of people that were saying, hey, we're on board, um, and they just and they order it. Um, another um, another um, um, thing that's really happened, and this is probably more service-related rather than, um, is deliveries. Um, I can't believe how many, um, how many businesses have added value, especially during COVID, <laughs> by just um, being willing to deliver, deliver their product. Um, a fourth way is to bundle products, and these aren't great examples, but um, you know that the um, you know they're, they're sometimes will a, a beef and a and um, uh, it should say wood, not wool. Wood, um, wood producers would jointly market beef and and the chips the chips for their barbecue, you know. So they, it's, you don't think of those two things going together, but they, they um, banded together to market something together. Um, um, greenhouse growers um, could sell pre-planted ha hanging baskets or to that kind of thing. 
Um, so, um, so to kind of just bundle products. Um, um, the um, one, one example personally, um, and I'll show you a picture. Um, there's a lady um, in our area that has a lavender farm. And she, um, and she, she wanted to do a joint pro product with me. So, you know, so she, with blueberries and lavender to, um, together, you know, you know, and again, it's, and it, it's, and it's nice way to get to know people in your community too. Um, um, and the, and the fifth and last, um, producing and marketing commodity, um, commodities that improve operating efficiency. So like having a wheat variety that, 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 um, makes better bread. Um, and the processor would be willing to, to um, pay higher prices. Um, okay, now um, I'm going to just show you a, a few value-added products of uh, people I know in our area. Um, now, this, this lady I just mentioned, she has a lavender farm. It used to be that people just came and picked lavender, and, and, and um, it's kind of fun and, and so on. But, but the, she now has um, all these products with her lavender. Um, so she has soaps, um, um, you know, face care, bath and body stuff, and, and so on. So, I mean, and so again, and, um, and she is, does not have a big business, but she, and she markets those online and in local, in local businesses. Um, um, this, is, this, this is someone that we sell blueberries to, and they have a farm stand. And this, they have a separate business um, for copper pot caramels. Um, that they they um, sell at their farm stand. So again, that's kind of um, not, not quite using their products, but again, something that came out of their out of their fruit stand. Um, I kind of like this one. This is a, a, a sparkling um, cider, apple cider, um, and um, these um, um, they they grow heirloom apples, um, which is kind of in thing now, you know, because that some of those old apples they just tasted so good. They maybe didn't store as well or ship as well, but they just tasted great. And um, so they make um, sparkling cider. Um, you can buy one out of a certain um, type of apple, and and it's it's kind of cool. Um, um, and they do some with that, that now that rat, add raspberries or 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 um, other things. But again, primarily it's just. They just took their apples and said, we're going to do something different with them and, um, and have. Um. Now, I'm going to talk about a few um, experiences and, and things that you might consider if you're trying to get a value-added product into the market. Now, um, packaging. Um, we wondered, when we very first started, we're, we're, you know, again, we knew we needed to package it differently. We had when we just did it at the stand, we just had gone to cash and carry or wherever and just gotten, you know, white containers and 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 we put a label on it and and that worked fine. But as we grew, um, we needed something and um, some a little something else. And we had just recently had some. We had paid for um, some design work that we hadn't ended up being that happy with. And, and we ended up paying a lot for it. And so we were a little like, what do we do? You know, um, um, we don't want to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for design and not like it, right? So we ended up, um, this, this website's called 99designs. And you can, um, this is a website that you can um, do a contest on the website. 
that you give them your, your project, and there's several levels that you can, you know, some of them are, um, and then they will give, um, they have graphic designers that are trying to get started that, that give you, I give, so we, I can't remember how many, I think we had like six thing, six designs to choose from. And that was really, it was really helpful. It wasn't super expensive. I'm trying to remember. Um, $500. Yeah, was it? And, and um, yeah, and I think that there's one that's only 100 also at the time anyway. And so, um, and then, and then it, we also had kind of fun with it because we, we um, when we got them down, we, we chose our top two and then they made some corrections that we wanted them to make. And then we chose one. Then we put it on um, our social media and had our customers vote on it, which one they liked, which was kind of fun and, and involved, you know, involved people. Um, but again, that was a really, it was a really helpful thing to us to get started without, you know, paying, um, you know, five, ten thousand dollars for uh, for a design. Um, another thing that was helpful. Um, it, when you're kind of starting something new and you're, you're, you're kind of wanting to dip your toe in the water a little bit, um, what about funding? Um, there's, a couple, uh, there's a couple funding options that were helpful. Um, this is an, a value-added producer grant through the um, USDA Rural, rural Development. Um, and I would, I would encourage you to go to your rural, rural development office and talk to, the, if you have a person there, and just, um, um, but, it is a lot of work to write a grant, but um, they have two tiers. The, the one I did, um, you can um, ask for up to um, $50,000, um, and you, have to, you do have to match, um, but you can match a certain percentage uh, labor, which you're already, at least for us, we were already paying, and we could also use our product as match. So we could use our blueberries to match. So it wasn't that we had to match with that much cash. Um, and so, so that, this was very helpful. Um, and, the, and if any of you are interested in it, um, keep it simple. Don't try to do everything in it. Do one thing. Um, you can even write a value-added grant and add value by becoming organic. Um, um, so, so it doesn't have to be, um, it be just a, a new product. You can change, there's two, two, two um, um, directions you can go in the grant. It's either to add value by changing the physical state or add value by enhancing, enhancing something like the organic um, status. But, um, but, you, but they say really clearly, don't do both. Choose one. And I just had a friend that wrote one of these grants and she chose both. So they just tossed the grant because they won't consider it. So anyway. Do you only do blueberries on your farm? Or do you um, we do, um, yeah, we do um, blueberries, we do apples, we do hazelnuts and hazelnut trees right now. Yeah, yeah. Why did you already organic? Um, well, this is, this, you can also, um, you, you don't have to um, just write it to become organic. You can write it to market organic. Um, so, so that's this is a this is a value added grant. So it you can have for marketing. Um, they're very you can't use you can't grow with it. You can't use um, use expenses that you need for growing it. But like for packaging, um, for marketing, for websites, all of those kinds of um, things. 
um, it, it can be very helpful. There, there also is a, a bigger grant that you can apply for, um, um, but again, a, l a little bit more complicated to write. Um, but, but again, um, that, was, that was very helpful. Um, another thing, look locally. Um, this is something that our local um, area has. They call it the Enterprise Challenge. And any, any new business or new venture, um, they have a contest. And you have to go and you, um, you know, they, it, they, ha they also, ha it ha comes with a class. You go to the class and then, and then you have a, a, um, uh, a big um, show at the end where everyone presents their products and then they get judged. And, and so this one, um, grand prize was 10,000, second place was five, and third place was 2,500. It was still a good, even if you didn't win one of those things, um, it was still a good experience. You, had, you, you connected with a lot of local people, and, um, and so it was fun. It was fun to do. And we, did, we didn't win the, the big prize, but we did win a prize, so that was, it, was, um, it was worth our time. Now, um, a couple of other things, and I won't get into them a lot, but I just want to mention um, a product like this it depends where you sell it, um, how much preparation you have to do behind the scenes and processing, right? If you're if you're selling it, if you're selling your own product on your own farm, the, there's there's not as many restrictions as there are when you go into stores. So and and it differs a little between states. For Washington State, I had to have a food processor license, and that and I that I renew every year. It, it, and it, they came out and, and looked at us and inspected us and so on. Um, the, um, um, there's sometimes, if you're just doing it in the summer, the health department has a temporary food, like, food um, license that you can do, more kind of like a pop-up would have. Um, so that's a little bit less um, time, time consuming. Um, some states have a home, a home like a com home commercial kitchen for cottage industries. And um, there's certain foods that the state um, deems that aren't high risk, and they will um, allow that. Um, the um, inter and I, I think I mentioned a little bit in terms of organic um, um, certification. Um, if you're going to sell it as organic in a in a chain, you have to be certified. Um, um, again, we can't even. Uh, um, we can't even say, you can't really even say non-GMO on a label unless you're certified. You can say, mm, you might be able to say that you use non-GMO ingredients in your, but you can't, you know, make the non-GMO claim unless you certify. So, um, the, other, the other thing, and this sounds like a really, sim uh, a really simple thing, but um, you notice that we have barcodes on these. Um, um, you'll need barcodes um, in, a, in a store. And um, you can go online and you can buy a couple of barcodes. It's not a big deal. Um, and if you only need a couple, um, that's probably the way to go. Um, we did, it's, it's called GS1. Um, and th th we bought a, a bank of barcodes. And oh my word, it's so helpful. Um, because when we, um, when we make a little change and we need a different barcode, we can just go to our our database, we've already purchased them, and then, um, then we, just, we just have to register them. This goes out you know, to all the grocery stores, so they have it. Um, and so that's been, that's been really helpful. And so um, um, the only caution that I would say if you're going to use this, um, don't publish it if you're just thinking about doing it, because once you publish it, 
um, you can't make that many changes or you can't change your mind like, oh no, I don't want to do that. I want to use that barcode for something else. You can't, you can't do that. So, um, um, but again, it's, it's uh, easy to use and then, and then you, ha you, you have um, your barcode. Um, um, the other thing I should have mentioned too when we're, I was talking about packaging, um, the, our contest, that's how we got started. Um, but as we went on, we needed more stuff. And so we ended up finding um, a graphic designer, not even in our area. It was um, it, um, Jared's. It was a friend of, of Jared's wife, and um, and she lived in Tennessee, lives in Colorado now, and does. Um, we we it was helpful to us. We just um, commit a certain amount of time to her every month, and and that's good for her because then she knows what to expect. And we have awesome. <laughs> I mean, we really, it, it's been really nice. We have, we really like um, the work that she does. So that's another option if you have, you know, if you have, especially if you know people that you like their work and you maybe contract with them for an hour a month or, an, or whatever. Um, now, um, tips for success. Um, no one knows your product better than you do, but you have to be able to communicate about it, right? You, um, what one thing, um, one thing that um, we did, he, uh, I don't have the old one, this is our newest, and um, we have Blue Cream. Initially, we didn't brand ourselves as Blue Cream, but we changed it because what we realized is we had to explain what the product was to people. And, it, and so if we had to explain what the product was, then um, we need, that meant we need to talk to them, right? And so that wasn't the best branding for us. So now with Blue Cream, we can say, it's, blueberry, it's like blueberry ice cream, it's Blue Cream, right? And that, and that was, that was um, um, but again, um, one mistake that we made is we got into um, stores really fast, and it's work, it's work getting into a store, um, but you also have to realize that you have to support the product. You haven't arrived by just getting the product into the store. You, um, you need to find some way to make sure that product is selling. Now, that doesn't even seem like our job, right? Um, now, with local, with local stores, they buy it. Um, they buy the product and they, um, 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 you know, it's gone. With big um, distributors, um, they buy it, but, you know, if they don't sell it all, they return it to you and you have to reimburse them. So there's, they, um, they play hardball. <laughs> but anyway, so, so what I'm saying is that you want to make sure that sells. So there may be ways that you can do that through their system, where you're in their flyers or, or that kind of thing. But there may, um, we, we worked really hard at sampling. So once the store would take us, we would commit to them that we would be there once a month to sample. Um, because that way, that told them that we were part, that, that their success is our success, right? And so, and in and, and, and this product, um, once we got into people's mouths, they liked it. But until, they, until the, you got, did that, they don't always really even you know, you know what it is. So, um, so at, on business successful business um, value added are usually spending five to twenty five percent of their budget on marketing, uh, and that's a lot. 
Um, and that was way more than I th ever thought. Um, and, and, but, but you need to have a goal, too. Like, our goal is one pint for every skew or every flavor per store per day. So we look at that at the end of the month. If we're not making that, then we want to do something to say, okay, what can we change? Because if we don't do that, um, um, that store is not going to keep carrying our product. Um, and, and until we do that, um, to add lots lots more stores. Um, question. Uh, yeah, no, that we, initially we didn't have the blue cream on there. And so we changed it. We changed it after, oh, it's probably. From, from sorbato. It's called sorbato because sorbato isn't sorbet or gelato, it's sorbato. Mm -hmm. And it was a play on words and it was way too complicated. And, <laughs> and the stores perceived that it was a sorbet. And a sorbet usually is maybe 10% fruit. <laughs> And, and, and right, it's a flavored syrup, right? And it's frozen. And so, so this, this, is, this is, you know, 98% fruit, right? That's a different type of product. But how do, you, how do you have someone understand that without, you know, without good marketing, right? Um, now, um, and I, I talked about that a little bit. You know, on the shelf, you think, oh, man, we got there. We're, we're, yay, we don't have to worry about it. You, hey, you guys go sell this, right? Well, they want to sell it, but, um, and, and, and I'm not trying to downplay, there's some stores that are really supportive and some stores that aren't, but, but that's something that you want to think about when you're, when you're putting your product into stores. And again, every time someone touches it, it costs something. So, so remember that because you don't want to end up, you, if you want to have it, you, you need to get a certain amount, right? You need to cover your costs, you need to make, you need to make some profit so that you can keep going on. Um, but um, but you don't want to it to elevate your your product out of a price range. Um, um, pictures, marketing materials. You know, again, we did that with people that we knew. You know, um, uh, we <laughs> we have some really good photographers in our family, but we're not used to um, taking product pictures, and it's a little bit different. And so um, we had to lear um, learn that the hard way. Some of some of our pictures, you know, didn't look that. that um, and then, uh, but also, that's one thing on packaging. Um, um, that feedback that we got, the buyers liked our packaging, and that was one thing that they um, they said that um, they said because they would say, "Oh, um, we would be talking to them about maybe them carrying our product," and and they would say, "Let me see, let me see it," and then say, "Oh, okay, I think you're ready." That was, that was one of the things that they, kind of the litmus tests that they used to decide. You know, if, if your packaging didn't look sharp, they didn't think it was going to look sharp on the, on the shelf, they would kind of assume that you weren't really ready to. Um, um, let's see. Um, also, ordering. Don't order too much. <laughs> now, that's, it's a balance because if you order a lot, you get a lot better price, right? And so, but especially when you're first first starting out with a new product, it's almost, you almost want to change it by the time it gets delivered. Um, like for the, our very first packaging, and we, and, and we bought it, we had to buy it at a certain time because we were, we, we were doing it through the grant. Um, um, we we love the packaging, but they didn't send us a, a, you know, they didn't send us a sample, 
And when we actually got it, um, some of the printing on it was so small, <laughs> um, the nutrient analysis we could barely read. <laughs> so we, you know, so we, um, we were glad that we didn't have 100,000 of them, yeah. right? Um, so, so don't over-order is all I'm trying to say. This is an example of, um, and it's just a brochure, but here we are trying to sell hazelnuts and ha hazelnuts spelled wrong. <laughs> You know, if we had 100,000 of them, I would be like, every time I put that in a, in a box, I would be, I would be um, complaining about it. <laughs> um, another thing I already mentioned with pack, you know, initially, you might not have all the equipment, you know. I mean, we, we needed ice cream freezers. We needed things to dispense um, um, ice cream into pints. We didn't have that all in the beginning. And so we thought, oh, hey, there's, these, there's a small um, ice cream um, um, uh, facility outside of Seattle. We'll, we'll see if they'll co-pack for us. Really nice, really great people, a great experience. Um, um, it, was, it ended up being a little more expensive than we thought. Um, but, we, um, um, but the thing that we discovered was that the, the quality control wasn't there. And so we need, we'd, the product wasn't coming out with the quality we wanted. So we ended up finding a way to bring it in-house. <laughs> we did. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I mean if you, even visiting them, you know, you, you got all kinds of ideas, especially starting out. But you made your mistake small. For a lot of local sales, you don't need nutrient analysis. On, on packaging for other sales. And, and USDA, um, if you're gonna label something, go, and, and it's um, fascinating reading, but um, um, acquaint yourself with it. Like, like for example, for us, um, um, you know, there's a new ice cream requirement. Um, the old ice cream serving size is a half cup, and I, they thought that nobody eats half a cup, right? So they changed it um, to, um, two-thirds of a cup, and nobody really eats two-thirds of a cup, but um, it's two-thirds. But, but, you know, again, um, we, we, we learned that, you know, and we, um, uh, it was a, uh, we learned, we looked at that before we ordered packaging. So we were able to change our serving sizes to meet the requirements, which they ended up kicking down the road that we wouldn't have needed to, but, um, but um, you know, that's just an example. Um, there's lots of programs that you can do, use. There's templates that you can use that make it easy. But, um, but even in terms, if you're using a really little package, there's some options that you don't have to do the whole thing. And, and like I said, for, for local, um, uh, maybe you, on the farm you don't need to do that, but, um, but you, w you will need to for... for um, um, and let's see, um, I'm just trying to think of anything um, else. Um, be yourself. Um, don't, don't try to be um, another product. Right, your product doesn't have to do everything. Um, 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 you know, like I said, if you're not sold on your product, who else is going to be? Right? Um, you have to like it. You have to be sold on it, and that's that you're the best salesperson for it. But but don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, don't. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know, um, low fat, keto, um, gluten free. You know, everything. You're. You know, like our product. Our product. It's fruit. It's never going to be keto, right? Um, which I'm a nutritionist and I, I'm another soapbox, but um, but um, it's you know it's fruit is carbohydrate, right? Um, but th this is whole fruit, right? It has all the soluble fibers, and so I can get behind that. Um, I I can um, feel good about it and 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 that helps me to sell it. 
Um, and so, you know, again, with your product, um, um, own it. You know, own it. Um, um, be yourself, um, and and don't try to don't doesn't have to it doesn't have to be like everybody else's. Doesn't have to look like everybody else's. Um, you, it's amazing. Um, you know, some of the things that you see in stores. You know, packaging, and you're like, oh, what were they thinking? But but it it might catch your attention. It might. Um, um, and if you like it, someone else is going to. And and so um, anyway, th- yeah, those are a few things. The, uh, the other thing, uh, the other thing. The other thing we um, we we did, um, like I said, our product never is going. Uh, I mean, it is you know it's natural. I mean, it, um, but we did um, um, look at having a, a fruit sweetened variety. Um, so because we're think, I'm, I mean, I'm a nutritionist, you know, sugar and all that. Um, but what we what we found was kind of interesting because we, people would come up and they would say, um, does it have sugar in it? And we'd say, oh, hey, no, this one doesn't. And then they'd taste it and they'd, and they'd buy the one with sugar. <laughs> so it was, it was helpful for us to have it because it... <laughs> oh, let's not get personal here, Jeff. Um, the... Um, the um, um, anyway, but 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 we did, but having the option was actually helpful to us. Um, and there and there's a few stores that only wanted that. But um, but you know, it, it, but like I said, a human behavior is not predictable, right? It's, it's interesting. So anyway, but um, um, any questions um, that um, anyone has for today? What was our packaging? Um, it was we well for this product. It was you know a white container that we um, um, that we bought at um, um, like food service warehouse. You know um, we bought a case and it was um, it we, it was we just put we just printed a label um, um, in house on it and um, yeah. This is kind of an example of a new product. It's right. Just starting. Right. Oh, and I should have. Um, that's another thing. Um, you can package. I said bundle products. You can bundle your own products. Um, so well, simply has hearts on it for. We did it for Valentine's Day. For Valentine's but, Day. But you know, just that just has some of your you know because people li- people like to have gift ideas, right? Um, Hazelnut butter and jam. That one we that one we're doing on our website for Valentine's Day. So we have. Um, a message in a bottle, and we have um, another book that people can buy. Um, that's that's you know like date ideas, you know um, that they can add to the package if they want. Um, we also did this at Christmas, which is the new thing we just tried. But we were kind of surprised at the response we got. A lot of businesses want to buy their you know buy employee gifts, and they want to like go one place and buy something for everyone. So we we sold a lot more. Um, we just, like I said, just thought, oh, let's try it, and um, we sold um, way more than we, we were scrambling to, to get them together um, on time, just because we sold um, significantly more than we expected, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
How long have you been doing the blue cream and what's your volume? Um, we, we have been doing it, let's see, from the stand quite a while. It's all important when you market. I mean, we haven't, the COVID thing set us back two years ago. Um, we, were, we were supposed to launch in California two years ago. And, um, but the marketing aspect of, and understanding it is, is the thing that has set us back the farthest. And understanding the fact that we got to do that local and small first so that we know what we're doing when we go to Kroger's. And we have to be willing, able to do that budget. That slowed us down a lot because it's, it, we understand now the metrics that are necessary, and the metrics are a lot of money. And until you know where you stand, you can't take that step. So we have to get the data in. Right now, we have to wait till the data gets in, and we have to have a variety of different stores. Any store that we're going to go into, we need to know what it's going to do when it goes in there. We're primarily in the, distributed in the Northwest with that product. The number of local chains, probably the biggest chain in the Northwest that we're in is Whole Foods. Our big talent is equipment and, and packing. We can get in there and do it. The problem is, is that we had all these people saying that what we needed, and so we geared up with packaging and equipment, and we were ready to go. I mean, we could supply the United States with, we have equipment. Let me tell you, we've got equipment. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's what you got to not do. <laughs> that's what you have to not do. And um, I went to some big Adventist uh, producers of things, and that was the advice they gave me. So this is not just me making this mistake. All the big guys that I've talked to in the Adventist world that have done this have made the same mistake we made. And they told me ahead of time not to make that mistake. So we have listening problems sometimes when we get our hearts into something and get excited about it. So, yeah. Thank you for this nice presentation. I have more of just a comment when you were talking about the organic certification. I just because we all have these God-loving minds, and I, I just want to point out the obvious that sometimes we don't even see. They can Satan can put a genetically modified fish gene in an apple, and they don't have to label that. But we have to pay to label a mom and pop, God-made, beautiful, organic, five-ingredient product. We have to pay to certify that as something good, and we need to put a stop to that. Like I said, we our blueberries are certified. Um, I, I can't I can do this when I'm when the price point is correct, but um, but the little guy can. Yeah, and it and and like I said, if any of you want to become certified organic, I'm happy to share um, um, because there are some things to do it that that make it more helpful. Um, there are um, my I you know I think you should keep it as simple as possible. Um, sometimes we get, like with certifications, we get over and like, oh, we do this and this and this. Keep it simple and do it. And um, 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 let's see here and then over there. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, how many acres of blueberries do you have for self-pick? And then are you solely feeding the blue cream off of what's left over? Or are you finding that, okay, well, we have all this packaging, like you said, we can sell all this stuff, but we don't have enough blueberries to actually fill the containers? Um, we, yeah, um, we ha we have a little different situation um, because we don't really have to think about that as much because we pack blueberries. 
Um, we pack blueberries also. We pack our blueberries. We pack. Uh, we can source blueberries if we don't have them. So, so um, right now, like right now, our our farm is all organic. So um, we and we're not using. So we. I will source. I will use some berries. I'll use some um, um, culls or you know sort outs for that are too soft for the fresh market. I'll use those. But if I if I don't have enough. Um, I, c I have the ability to look and say, I'll buy these. So I do both. Okay, so then, yeah, just follow up then. Like, how, how many acres is your your, your um, Our U-Pick area has kind of gotten bigger. Um, um, we have about 30 acres of blueberries. Wow. And, and, and then we have, like, we started out with our, our U-Pick was about three acres, but it's grown. Um, sure. Um, and, and, huh? You have to be a little bit creative though because we have a commercial side right. and um, Terry takes care of all the, the, the paperwork and so I, I had to intercede here and say, well, that's what the rule says, but we have a policy that the sun can sterilize the, 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 the plants right. and so you have to write up a policy because we ran out of berries for our you pickers and we wanted, the, we wanted them to be able to go into the commercial area. So then we had to write up a protocol that said that the sun sterilizes the blueberries after so many days, and and so and so then you have commercial off for two days or three days, and then you anyway. She said it was impossible. I said we have to do it. Right. So I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to get at. Is how many how many berries are being picked out of what you have, you know? But you also said too, if you run out of berries, you yeah, so yeah, we do yeah. have packing too. Okay. Yes, but we have about twenty. Well, we at one time we had about 25 varieties, and so they come off at different times. And then being able to dip into the commercial side that way gives us some flexibility. Or and yeah, yeah, and and for different varieties, you know, there's different qualities that yeah. that you know, yeah. We started, <laughs> and it is hard to start. Um, we did do farmers market, which which really helped, um, you know, get the word out in the local community. Really helped get the word out. Yeah, we started with um, when we first put our blueberries in. You know, since they're not going to produce for a few years, we put strawberries between the rows. It yeah. made our kids love to pick blueberries because <laughs> they hated to pick the strawberries. So, oh, yeah. so, so that that helped us. It got things moving. I mean, strawberries, you know, have a little shorter season and so on. But that was that helped us let people know we were there. By you the know, road, salt yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, because if, until people know you're there, right? I mean, um, yeah, we did farmers markets. We did, we did, um, like we did some radio ads. Um, locally, which was very, I think was very helpful. We, in fact, we still have people complain about the little jingle that was on our ad. It's, it was kind of one of those that got in your head that couldn't get out. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we, guys, um, cause we live on a dead end road, and my husband, they were at the front, he was thinking you pick. But I'm like, nobody will find us. We're in the middle of nowhere on a dead end. Were you guys accessible or? We're, we're yeah, we're in a great location. Because we have all these places that do gardening, and so the gardening season comes in, and everyone comes down this road to go to the gardening places, so they were already going by our house. So if you're a destination, 
Essentially. I mean, like Bills, he's not near. Bills, that's right. Bill, he's a destination, and he gets so many people coming up there. Um, you have to get him out there, but yeah. once you get a group following, he has a he has like the whole agritourism. He has like a slide, I mean, and and these little funny he's in a horrible location. Yeah, I mean, he, and units, a feedlot, feed yeah. End of nowhere, it's horrible, and he gets he gets it. charges people for parking. We <laughs> 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 did. He has a has a line a mile long for his blueberry donuts. Whoa. My point is, is that he See, made so, it work. Yeah. So 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 it's but but again, you may want like to market some of your berries to the local stands. And you know, so that they know you're there. Make sure they're marked, so that because some people say, "Oh, I want more." Um, um, and if you market farmers markets anymore, we we so like to when we have time, and we like to if we can pay someone else to do it for us. But. I know it's like we're so busy homeschooling and we're working. We're like trying to find out where to start and get things going. So I'm gonna email you later. Farmer markets only brought people. So anyway, any any more questions? I don't need to keep you longer. Yeah. Just curious, yeah. When, was, when was the point where you said I have to build a commercial kitchen, or did you like right when you started your farm just build your commercial kitchen right off the bat? The commercial kitchen was a real labor. Like, it was one of those things that I put together first. A commercial kitchen, and it was like we have to get this done, and there's a drain there, and I can put a sink here, and let's move everything, and we'll be in compliance. And I have we got a commercial kitchen just out of the whim almost. And I, I just had to stay up all night putting the sink in, doing this, all the stuff. They gave it to us. They permitted us. But that was, then we put in a, a higher level commercial kitchen with floor drains and concrete and everything, you know, before everything right. And um, But, but you know, again, don't think that you can't, that you need everything, you know, you can get, um, you can get, get started. You can, we bought equipment. Um, used equipment um, and and had a steam kettle and and, and a and a, a three compartment available. sink and and you know with that with our product that's what we needed and it worked. Just get the lowest qualifications you can get for the commercial kitchen. Don't I mean and then you can work up to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. When you get certified to make a product or to be able to make a certain type of product. Um, you didn't come and watch that process and certify you for that. You get certified for like three or four or five different types of products at the same time. Um, you can't. You can do more than one product at a time. And they usually they like they usually like to inspect while you're when you're doing something. You know when you're producing the product, so they can kind of see that it's. Um, but the first certification we got was what five or six products that we were doing. Yeah, we did. We um, yeah, we did it for for um, our our blue cream and um, jams and. And syrups. There's some higher risk, like if you're doing juice and you're canning it, that's one of the highest risk things you can do. Down your heart, if you're doing juice. Fortunately, we were in a, we were in the category that did was the the least restrictive. Yeah, fresh juice is different than can, canned yeah, juice, juice um, but syrup. but you have to have pasteurization and all that. What about freeze-dried products? Same category yeah. as we're in. It should be the lowest if if, if it if it acid or sweet. And it's frozen. You're taking all the water out. That reduces risk. That reduces risk so, too. So, I mean, that, that could be a kill step. You can call that one of your kill steps. 
So you can ignore all safety rules and then come to this kill. No, 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 no. <laughs> but you're. But that would be. That would probably be an easy. Um, so especially if you're doing fruit, you know, vegetables and you know. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.